and I am jumping right into the message as I'm preaching on faith because we are starting a collection of sermons right now called What Pleases God? What Pleases God? I've been thinking about this thought over and over again. What pleases God? And I've made a list and it's not an exhaustive list, but as I read the Bible, I start thinking, what pleases God? And I'll tell you this, I want to live a life that pleases God. I want to live a life that pleases God. I was reading just recently in our soap reading, which by the way, we're sprinting through the New Testament. And, and I love this, that do you know that over 2,100 people have signed up for version with our sprint right now? And we have more people like, I didn't sign up with version. I'm just reading on my own. I believe there are thousands and thousands of people reading the word of God right now as we've been praying and fasting and doing this. But Galatians 1.10 says, Paul says, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. He said, I'm living my life. I'm not trying to please people. I'm trying to please God. I want to do things that please God. And I'm echoing what he says. I want to please God. That's what I want to do. So I'm thinking about what pleases God. I mean, living in righteousness, living in humility. And again, this is not an exhaustive list, but obeying the will of God, sharing the good news of Jesus, that pleases God, living by the Spirit, sacrificing for others, fearing God, hoping in God, walking in life, bearing much fruit, that pleases God. These are all things in the Bible. Living pure lives. As we're reading through the Bible, I'm just overwhelmed. It's like, live pure, live pure, live pure. Don't be sexually immoral, live pure. These things please God. Taking care of widows and orphans pleases God. And of course, today's message, faith. Faith pleases God. Here's what Hebrews 11:6 says. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Man, it's right there. I want to read another translation. There's so, I'm going to read a couple. This one says, without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. It's important that that word earnestly or diligently is in there. We'll get there in a moment. In a world that doesn't like absolutes, how many know that it says right there, it is impossible to please God if you don't have faith and you must believe. It's impossible and must. It's right there. It doesn't say it's pretty hard to please God if you don't have faith. It's like it's impossible to please God if you don't have faith. Here's another one. Um, I want to read it. Um, I'm looking for it. I'll, I'll continue here. Ephesians. There's, if you don't have faith, you, don't, you won't have salvation. If you don't have faith, you won't have salvation. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and it's not of yourself. It's the gift of God, not of works, so that no one can boast. It's through faith that we have salvation. If, you, if we don't have faith, we're not going to please God, because if you don't have faith, how many know you're not going to pray? I can't imagine praying if I had no faith. Like, here I go. Here goes an exercise of futility. None of that ever gets answered. I have no belief that you're going to do this. I mean, if you, if you don't have faith, you're not going to be a steward. If you don't have faith, you're not going to give. If you don't have faith, you're not going to make a, a goal with kingdom builders. If you have no faith, you're not going to trust God. I mean, if you have no faith, I mean, think about that. You're like, well, I don't know if you're true. I mean, could you imagine being married? I mean, just take it away from God for just a moment. Take it to marriage. Can you imagine? I, I, don't, I don't trust you. Really? You don't trust me? No, I don't trust you. Uh, but I'm happily married. You know, I can't believe that. I can't believe it. it doesn't work that way. You trust, you have faith, all right? If you have no faith, you have no obedience. Why would you try? Why would you try? The, when I said that word was important to have there earnestly or diligently, 
That word means to zealously seek for something with all of your heart, your strength, and your might. Uh, Rick Renner, he translated this verse, and, and he's a, a guy that loves the Greek and to dig into the original language. And he says, God is a rewarder of those who put all their heart, strength, and might into seeking him. Those who are so committed to him in their search that they are willing to exhaust all their natural powers in their search for him. And they are the ones who will find whatever they're seeking. Faith pleases God. Faith pleases God. And we are called to live a life of faith. And, and when I read a scripture like, but without faith, it's impossible to please God. I'm such an optimist. I look at the positive. How many do that? It says, but without faith, it's impossible to please God. So I'm like, but with faith, it is possible. That's how I read it. That's how I stop and pause and look at it. But okay, so what is faith? It should be easy for us to explain, but how many know it's hard? So you talk about what is faith and it's almost like, what's the, what's the wind? And you're like, well, it's the air that moves around. Well, let me show you. How many know? So we, I wanna to talk to you about faith and I'm gonna use the dictionary as a point of reference but then I'm gonna move on beyond that and get to the word of God because I think the dictionary leaves us way short of what faith is for a believer. If you were to look this up in the dictionary and say, what is faith? One of the things would say, having trust and confidence in someone or something to perform as it should. Okay, so I'm having faith in something or someone. And people would say like, you have faith in the chairs that you're sitting in right now that they're not going to break, right? <laughs> We did have somebody break a chair once. Uh, he was an athlete with the Timberwolves. He was visiting the church and he's kind of leaning back and he was at the Minneapolis campus and they had those rickety wood chairs. If you've ever been there, those are like 15 minute sermon chairs. You can't, after that, your rear end goes numb. All right, but he was like, he was leaning back and all of a sudden, and there's this Timberwolf guy laid out on the floor like, oh, he's never come back. All right, yeah. He was a little big, all right, tall. All right, but anyways, you have faith in that chair, it's not gonna break. That's a, a, a form of faith. Right now, we have faith right now. When you leave church, you have faith that gravity is going to keep working. How many know? You intentionally are falling. You're actually falling. When you lift up your foot and move forward, you're falling. But you trust that gravity is going to continue to work. That's a, a level of faith, but that's not what God's saying. Another example in the, in the dictionary says, a religious belief that is not based on proof. Boo. I don't like that one. All right, because I think it's way more, and that's wrong. All right, another one says a belief in God or in the doctrines of teachings and religion. And I'm like, eh, all right, let's move on. I believe, a, uh, I'll give you a few things. Let me give you uh, several definitions of faith. Okay, having trust and confidence in God, knowing that he will be true to his word based on our own personal experience and from recorded examples in the Bible. I like that one way better. Let me read it again. Having trust and confidence in God, knowing that he will be true to his word based on our own personal experience and from recorded examples in the Bible. Billy Graham said this, faith simply means believing that something is true and then committing our lives to it. Here's another explanation of faith by another person. I don't know where I found this one, but it says faith is an active trust in God a belief in what he says is true that results in action. I like that one. You know, I'm a person of action. So let me read it again. Faith is an act of trust in God, a belief in what he says is true that results in action. Now I want to go to the Bible to help us to understand faith because faith 
pleases God and he wants us to live by faith. And so many of us only live by sight. We only live by what's in our hand. We don't trust God. We live a life of fear. And he's saying, I want you to live a life of faith. Step out and trust me. Romans 10, 17 says, consequently, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word about Christ. So you have faith. When you hear the word of God, faith builds up in you. Faith builds up in you. I'm telling you right now, as we are in our, our reading the Bible right now, faith is rising up in people. I noticed an intensity in, in worship today. I noticed an intensity with the worship nights. There, there's faith rising up. There, people are believing because they're saturating themselves in the word of God. And, and in my fast time right now, I have turned off you know, talk radio and how many know faith is rising up because I'm not listening to impeachment and talk radio and faith is rising up right now. I'm just telling you, so I, I feel stronger and faith is coming by the word of God. I'm hearing it. I am receiving it. I'm believing it. I'm taking a hold of it. This is the process that's happening. And then I'm acting on it. And then on top of all that, I'm resting on it. I'm living in faith right now and you are too because faith comes by hearing the word of God. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. There's the whole spirit world that's going on, the, the realm of the spirit that's going on that's more real than this world. All right, you're like, I don't know. Yeah, after this world's gone, that world's coming and gonna be forever, all right? That that's what really matters and it's real and faith is the confidence and the hope in what we don't see, but we know is real. Hebrews 11, one, I love what the Amplified says. And by the way, if you did your soap reading through in the New Testament in the Amplified version, you're probably like days behind us. And uh, <laughs> if you finish, we'll take you to dinner. I don't know, yeah, all right. This is what the Amplified says. Now faith is the assurance the title deed, the confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of the reality. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. Sometimes you just need to read the Amplified, I'm just saying. And how many know your physical senses fight against faith? Your physical senses are fighting against faith, but you're gonna live by faith. There's a content of faith. I, I, the content of my faith is God. I am placing my faith. The content is in God. There's a conviction in faith that says, I believe this. And there's a carry out in faith that says, I will live differently because of it. Did you get that? There's a content, which is God. There's conviction that says, I believe this. And then there's a carry out that says, I will live differently and I will apply because I'm living by faith. I love what Clarence Jordan says. He says, now faith is turning dreams into deeds. It's betting your life on the unseen realities. I like that. I hope this is rising up in you. All right, a couple more. Martin Luther said this, faith is a living, bold trust in God's grace, so certain of God's favor that it would risk death a thousand times trusting in it. That's faith. That's us. The just will live by faith and faith makes it possible. John Wimber, who led the vineyard movement years ago, he said, faith is spelled R-I-S-K. 
It looks a lot like it, but it has more than just believing in you. You're trusting in God. We have the faith that says, I'm gonna risk it. We are called to live by faith. Romans 1:17 says this, for in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last. Just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. You know what that means? That means we're gonna live as followers of Jesus Christ, trusting him with the results. We live our life in fear, thinking that we have to control all the results, but I'm gonna trust God and say, I have faith in you and I believe in you and I know you're true to your word and your promises can be trusted and I'm gonna trust you with the results. That means I'm gonna do the right thing that you're telling me to do, even though the world says do the sure thing. And the world will tell you to do other things that are not in faith, but God says, trust me and leave the results to me. Now that's scary. You think about Esther in the Old Testament. There's a story about a queen that had to go and risk everything. She didn't have the assurance that it would turn out right, but she had faith in God. And she even says, if I perish, I perish. I'm leaving the results to God. And that's the way you live. You trust him and it doesn't look like it. Sometimes it looks like you're gonna lose. It's game over. You, you went the wrong way. And then boom, God does the great reversal at the last minute. I think about Graham Power. He's a friend of mine and he, I met him through uh, Anthony Richards and he had a construction company in South Africa and he shares this story in his testimony. He said that he and the other major construction companies had a side thing that they would meet together, kind of like a mafia thing. And they would decide who's getting this bid, who's getting that bid, who's getting this bid. And they were fixing the bids and they lived life that, for, that way for years. And they always got the government contracts. They're like, I'll bid under you, you bid, this is your turn. And they did that, it was corrupt. He gave his life to Jesus Christ and God said, you will not live that way, that is disobedient. He said, God, this is the only way I make a living. If I get out of that circle, I'm a dead man. I'll never get another contract, it's over. God said to him, you will live by faith and you will trust me and you will live in obedience. He told those other guys, he said, I'm out. They said, you're dead to us. You'll never get another construction deal. So he goes and he's struggling along, wondering like, God, I've trusted you. I'm living by faith. You said you take care of me. They've got the deals. I don't have the deals. Fast forward a little bit after this, a couple years go by, all of a sudden the government gets a hold of this and finds out about the corrupt ring that's going on, arrests all the other guys, throw them in jail, shut down their company. Guess who has the biggest construction company in South Africa? Faith says, I'm trusting you with the results. And yeah, there's a dark time. It's like, it's, you're like, where are you? How many know that when you step out in faith, the, the enemy's gonna attack you and he's gonna throw fear at you over and over again. And you're like, where are, but you gotta hold on. It says, I trust you with the results. Faith says, I'm gonna count with God's arithmetic. How many know you start counting with God's arithmetic and he says, well, you gain by giving. You win by losing. You're like, oh, this is not, this is like algebra. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I go, go. Oh, you know. I'm telling you, it just works like that. You, how does it work that I'm going to be 90 is better than 100? I don't know. You just start living by God's arithmetic. And he says, step out in faith and put that amount down. You're like, I don't know where that's coming from. He's like, leave the results to me. Use my math. I'm going to tell you, that's where I came up with that saying with kingdom builders when we come to the miracle offering. Don't do the math, do your part. 
because I was struggling over normal math and God's math. And God's like, step out in faith and believe God, believe me right now for this kingdom builder's miracle offering. And I'm like, okay, but I'm doing the math. And there's like a thousand people and if a thousand people get, and he's like, don't do the math, ask everybody to do their part. There's a different math. God, God does different math in that way. And he asks one person to give this and one person to give that and one person to do this. And the next thing you know, it adds up to something that you can't even understand. You can't understand how two fish and a couple loaves of bread, you know, can feed a multitude of 5,000 people. You just start, that's faith. You just start living in faith and you start watching how things happen. All right. Living by faith means going when it doesn't make sense. Going when it doesn't make sense. Beck and I, when we stepped out in faith to start River Valley Church, it's, it's, you look at it now, but I'm telling you, when we packed up the U-Haul and we gave up a good paying job and I went to work at Circuit City selling appliances and she's working at Delta Dental as an accountant and, we're, and it didn't make sense and we're, seeing it, we're just stepping up. We're going when it doesn't make sense. Our 500 missionaries that say, I don't know how God's calling me. I don't know how I'm going to get there. I don't know. Maybe you're thinking about, I should go on a global team. I'm going to hold nothing back, but how do I do the bill? And God's like, go, sign up, put the application in, watch what I'll do. Step out in faith. Go when it doesn't make sense. Hebrews 11, which is again, Sunday is soap reading. We're reading Hebrews in our, come on, this is right. I, lo I love it when the sermons line up with our Bible reading. I love it. And it does. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice. Cain came to the faith moment and said, this is all I've got. This is all you get. Abel came to that moment of the sacrifice and said, this all came from you. Here it is. I know you'll give me more. That's faith. It says by faith, Noah built an ark. Think about it. An ark had never been built before. An ark had never been hung in anybody's nursery. You know what I mean? It was like, some speculate that he had never seen rain. Whether he saw rain or not, he never saw enough rain to flood the earth, all right? And he built an ark anyways. He stepped out. We just brush over these ver this verse. Genesis 12, 4 says, so Abraham went as the Lord had told him. God says, Abraham, I want you to leave where you're at and I want you to go to this promised land. I am gonna bless nations through you. My promises are with you. I want you to step out and leave the business. Leave your family business. I want you to step out and go to a place you don't know about. And it's, we just see, so Abraham went, that is huge. That is incredible that he would step out without just, and he was trusting in God and he didn't have it all figured out. And how many know when you go, you don't, have, you get, you don't get every step of the way. God's like, you just say you're going to be one of the 500. I don't know a country. Just say you're going to be, you know, like, I'm going to be one of the 500. And then you're like, and then he, how many know? Then he gives you the country. And then you're, I'm just saying, it works like that. I'm going to step out in faith and do that. How do we know? I, I just feel I'm supposed to do it. I'm going to trust him. I'm going to have faith. Sarah stepped out. Moses gave up the wealth. Rahab, the harlot, was saved by faith. Do you realize this? These were not perfect people, but they had perfect faith. You say, well, I'm not like those people. I love that list because it's a, a, a bunch of people that messed up in a lot of different ways, yet they stepped out in faith and trusted God. And God's like, I counted that for righteousness. They stepped out, they trusted me. There's something about activating the hand of God. When you step out in faith, miracles happen. When you sit back and say, well, if you, if you do something, then I'll, I'll shout. God's like, no, why don't you step out and then I'm gonna do something. And then you'll shout 10 times louder. 
There's something about that. I'm telling you, even this last year, I use it as an example a lot, but do you realize like, I believe the number was 2.7 million on October 1st was where we were at at Kingdom Builders. You do the math from 2.7 to 6.2. I remember I was like, okay team, what's the update? We're getting ready to go into miracle offering. And they told me, and I was like, immediately, you know what happened? Doubt came into my mind. Where did, wow, that, that's a big number. And immediately I had said, no, God, I believe you gave me that number. No, I believe this is you. I, I'm trusting you. I believe you. I'm trusting you. And, and, and you know what? You say, well, what percentage were you going in? I don't know. Was I, I was like 90% faith and 10% lingering doubt. <laughs> I'm just being honest. And I was like, but I decided, you know what I did? I moved forward with the percentage on faith than the percentage on doubt. And I'm tr I trusted God. And then all of a sudden, God poured out a miracle. And I believe this. It's okay to pray this. Lord, I have faith. Help my unbelief. You know what the man with the boy, he, he wanted his boy delivered. It says this in Mark 9. He says, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. You don't have it all figured out in faith. It, it's just, it's just, I've got faith and fear and they're simultaneously working within me and I want to listen to the faith and silence the fear and I'm moving regardless. If God's spoken to me, I'm moving on my faith percentage rather than my fear percentage. And that's faith. That's faith. And you move out and you trust God and you believe him. And the apostles, you know what? The apostles said, we want more faith. In Luke 17, 5, the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. And then he went on and said, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, He's like, come on, work with me, have faith, step up. This pleases God. And many of us, we love church, we love religion, we love just comfort. We're like, God, I'll give you what I, I, I budgeted. And God's like, you know what? Step out, trust me. You say, God, I, I don't want to lead that because I'm afraid. Don't live in that percentage, live in the faith percentage. Trust God. Some of you think I can't be ethical because it will crash this. No, you trust God with the results. You step out. You live by faith. We love that song. We've sung it before. I'm thankful for Hillsong, but it oceans and it says, Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander and my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. Love singing that song, but I want to live it out. I want to go in the deep waters for God. I want to keep stepping out and having faith and trusting and believing again and again. And I believe you too. You do as well. Faith pleases God. So Lord, I just pray right now that we'd live a life that pleases you, a life that says we will step out in faith. It'd be so comfortable to live in what we could plan to do. It'd be so comfortable to just say, this is what I've got. This is what I could do on my own. But instead, we don't want to live there. We want to have a vision of what you could do bigger than that. We want to be even bigger than that. We want to dream big dreams. And we want to live in faith, trusting you. I pray that we'd grab hold of it. Your word is true. I pray that we'd live it out daily and we'd always go with the faith percentage. We'll silence fear in Jesus' name and we realize you are true to your word. Lord, help our unbelief, and help us to live in faith. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen.